Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Today I'm going to talk about how to choose a return side with your partner in doubles. So this is a really, really important topic and also I think a really, really misunderstood topic. All the time I will be playing with a new partner or maybe I'll hear my opponents talking before the match about how to choose a return side and I just feel like people don't always think about this the right way. Uh, There's some common myths that I'm going to go over. Um, So I wanted to just kind of explain Uh, on the podcast to everyone, how I think about choosing a return side and then kind of what I've learned from all of the interviews that I've done with players and coaches uh, and and everybody that I've learned from. But before we get to uh, choosing a return side, a couple of quick announcements. So as you know, uh, the course 25 winning doubles tactics is complete. Uh, We had a sale, kind of a launch sale A few weeks ago, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who enrolled. Uh, Thank you to all of you for the amazing feedback. It really exceeded my expectations and kind of inspired me to continue to create more uh, courses in the future. So I'll be announcing those kind of as they come this fall uh, and hopefully have another course by the end of September, maybe October. Um, We will see uh, how the calendar works out. Also, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, so The Tennis Tribe on Instagram. We've been doing some Instagram takeovers with pro players the past few weeks. So last week, the Pro Tour had a Masters 1000 event in Canada. We had Ellen Perez take over our account for the day. And then today, August uh, Tuesday, August 15th, as I'm recording this, Nicole Melikar-Martinez, Ellen's partner, is doing an Instagram takeover in Cincinnati, which is another Masters 1000 event. Uh, So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you may not be able to uh, see it all. Maybe some of the stories are are still available, but uh, we're going to be doing more and more of those over the next coming weeks. I'm hoping to get one or two players during the US Open. And it's a really cool way to see um, kind of the behind the scenes stuff of what it's like to be a pro doubles player. Uh, And they're all doing ask me anything as well. So you can ask them a strategy question or a question about life on tour. Um, So it's a really fun thing that we've been doing that I wanted to mention here. So follow the Tennis Tribe on Instagram to stay up to date with those. Uh, I do have a new product that's going to be coming in early September. So I'll be announcing that in the newsletter uh, and then on the podcast again um, as I have updates for you. But I will say it's going to be a really good product for 3.0 and 3.5 level 
league players. So if you're a captain of a team or if you're a league player trying to make sectionals or trying to make nationals, uh, I think this product, you're really, really going to like it. Um, so I'll be announcing more about that over the next coming uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, and then the last thing, I am going to be at the U.S. Open. So if you're going to be there, uh, send me an email or reach out and uh, let's let's try to meet up and watch some doubles. I love um, last year I met up with a few of you and watched some matches uh, and chatted. So I love um, meeting fans of the podcast or the newsletter uh, and watching doubles. So I'll be there uh, during Labor Day weekend and then a little bit before that, a little bit after that as well. So reach out to me if you will be in New York. But let's uh, let's dive into choosing return sides. So there's a few myths that I'll go over here in a second, but I wanted to start with how we should think about returns in general. So when you're choosing deuce or add, the first thing we want to prioritize is returns. So I spoke with Phil Farmer, uh, interviewed him several weeks ago, which is a great episode. And when I first met him, I've I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I just want to reiterate it for this episode. When I first met him, uh, Steve Johnson and Austin Krychek, uh, who's a lefty, were returning with backhands in the middle. And I asked him why they were doing that, because typically you'll see players uh, or teams return with forehands in the middle if there's a lefty. And he said, I want to prioritize returns. And Steve is much more comfortable returning on the deuce side. Uh, and Austin you know, can return from either side. So I want to prioritize high quality returns over points that last three, five, seven shots, um, the longer points, because returns are the number one priority because that's the shot that happens first. So prioritize the side that you and your partner are most comfortable returning from. That's rule number one. Uh, Another thing to keep in mind is returns are not the same as ground strokes. So I, for example, have a very solid backhand return I do not have a very good backhand ground stroke. Um, and then the opposite's true for my forehand. My forehand return is is okay, but it's not as strong as my backhand return. But my forehand ground stroke is way better than my backhand ground stroke. So returns and ground strokes are not the same thing. Uh, if you're at a lower level, say 3-0 or maybe 3-5-4-0, if you're playing against somebody with a weak second serve, in that case, a lot of times the ground stroke... Uh, and the return are going to be similar because there's a lot less pace on the serve. So you treat it a little bit more like an, an approach shot or a ground stroke if they have good depth on the serve. But in general, returns and ground strokes are not the same thing. Um, and then there's a few myths that a lot of you listening probably uh, kind of go by when you choose return sides. So the first one is the stronger player should play in the ad court. So I've talked about this with a few different coaches. Uh, Steve Smith, who I interviewed a while back, um, he's a great coach for uh, technique, has a lot of good free content over at Great Base Tennis. Uh, he he illustrated this. This is something I'd thought about before, but he illustrated this in, in a really, um, really clean way. So the stronger player should play the ad side is a myth because the deuce court returner returns more points, more total points. So if you think about a 40-15 game, uh, we're going to start with a deuce court returner. So deuce is one. Then we get a 15-all. Uh, add court has one return. Then 30-15, deuce court has two returns. 
4015, deuce and add both have two returns, and then game. So the deuce court player had three returns in that game, and the add court player had two returns in that game. So then let's fast forward a game. You're returning again. Now the deuce court player is returning again. So the deuce court player is going to have their fourth return, and the add court player has still only had two returns. So that add court player is never going to catch up. So in most matches, um, really in every match, the add court player is never going to have more returns than the deuce court player. The exception is if you're playing no add and you have a lot of deuce points and uh, you choose to take those deuce, th- those no add deuce points from the add court. But uh, if you're playing an add format, the deuce court player is always going to have more returns. So the idea that you want your stronger player in the ad court uh, doesn't really hold up because really you'd want your stronger player returning more often. So um, I think that's a myth that a lot of people uh, mention and don't really talk about. Another way to think about that is if your stronger player is in the deuce court, and let's say you go by this stronger player should play in the ad court because there's all the big points are in the ad court. Well, what that means is your stronger player is going to be returning at uh, 40-30 for the serving team. So you're going to be down game point each time. So if you flip them and put the stronger player in the deuce court, you're going to be up 40-30. So it's going to be 30-40 for the serve team. And maybe your weaker player is returning, but you have a point to work with. You know, if, if they lose that point, it's back to deuce. So you're still ahead in the game. So I'd rather be, you know, up 15 love than down love 15 in the game. So I think the stronger player returning in the ad court um, for those two reasons just really uh, does not make sense to me. Um, so that's one myth that I think we should all uh, throw out the window and, and not um, play by that anymore. Another one is play the deuce court if you like your forehand. So a lot of people call it the forehand side in the deuce court or the backhand side in the ad court. And if you like your forehand, you should play in the deuce court. If you like your backhand, you should play in the ad court. Uh, the the rebroadcast we did last week with Jorge Capistani, he talked about how uh, he recommends the deuce court player should be the player who has the better inside out backhand return. Uh, I think... Um, I agree with that to an extent. Uh, I think most servers, though, cannot hit all their spots at a lot of different levels. So even even at my level, at, at the 5-0 level, I'll play a lot of 5-0 players who, you know, they have a favorite serve and you want to be able to take away that favorite serve. So for, you know, if you're a 3-0 or 3-5 or 4-0, uh, a, a lot of players don't have that T serve very good, or if they do, maybe they struggle with the wide serve on a particular side. But regardless, if you can notice which uh, which serve is their favorite, you can adjust your return position so they can't uh, they can't hit your weaker shot. So if you're in the deuce court, uh, or actually, let's go to the ad court. If you're in the ad court and you prefer your forehand, but the opponent can't hit that T serve then just shift out to the doubles alley and hit run around forehands, uh, run around your backhand, hit a forehand return, and that way you don't have to hit your backhand. And that way uh, we don't have to necessarily play the deuce court just because we like our forehand. We can still hit forehands from the ad court. So noticing where the server is typically serving and force them to 
try to hit that serve that they're less comfortable with. So if they can't hit that T-serve in the ad court, we'll shift over the doubles alley. If they go for the T-serve and beat us, say, two, three times, maybe we make an adjustment. But what's likely to happen is they're going to go for it because they see you giving it to them, and they're going to miss that serve, and then you're going to have a look at a second serve. Uh, That's what I see all the time at the club level because most of us just don't have uh, all of the spots to hit on both the deuce and the ad side as servers. So think about that. Um, Just because you like your forehand better doesn't mean you need to play the deuce side. Uh, You can hit runaround forehands from the ad side, or if they do serve it to your backhand, just try to get your backhand in, and then you can hit runaround forehands from there. But again, you're going to have to work with your partner and figure out the best combination for both of you. So I want to go through a few examples here. So the first example is if you're playing with an out-of-level partner. So maybe they're a 4-5 and you're a 3-5, or you're a 4-5 and they're a 3-5, or 4-5, 4-0, whatever it is. Um, This is something that I did this past weekend. I was uh, out of town with some friends, and uh, two of us are uh, regular high-level tennis players, then the rest of us, um, or the rest of my friends don't play a lot of tennis, so they're probably at the 3-0, maybe 3-5 level. And what we found was uh, one of my friends came up to me and he said, should I play the deuce side because I like my forehand better? And I, I said, no, I don't think so because I, I want, uh, this guy had a big kind of wingspan. He was pretty tall. I wanted his forehand volley in the middle. So I put him on the ad side. And what we found was with me returning in the deuce court and him at the net on the ad side with his forehand volley in the middle he could help me out a lot more. And because I'm the one rallying from the baseline, we're kind of giving up that down the line shot because since I'm the higher level player in this scenario, I'm rallying from the baseline. I know how to uh, hit with good depth and prevent the opponent from easily being able to redirect that ball down the line at my partner's backhand volley. So my partner was able to be able uh, was able to be more aggressive towards that middle uh, and get um, some of those forehand volleys and actually put a few of them away. So he was able to help a lot more versus if he were in the deuce court and I were returning and rallying from the ad court, he would have had his backhand volley in the middle, which for him was not a shot he was comfortable with. So he would have just been watching these balls go by him, kind of afraid to poach or afraid to to reach out for one because it's a backhand volley and he's less comfortable with that. So if you can think about that with your partner, especially when you're out of level, are they going to be better off or are you going to be better off as a team with you at the baseline kind of dictating and them uh, putting away balls with their forehand volley and standing really close to the net? Or are they a pretty solid baseliner? Maybe they're a really good lobber or whatever it might be, and you need to be at the net dictating from there. So how can you get them into the, the side that they're comfortable on, whether it is at the net or at the baseline? Uh, so think about that when you're playing with an out-of-level partner. Uh, in um, in our case, we prioritized, again, the, the forehand volley in the middle, um, and he was able to actually hit return lobs and then follow those into the net. Uh, and then we'd both be at the net, and then I would cover the lob from there. Um, so that that worked out really well for both of us. Uh, something I mentioned a little bit earlier, if you do have a lefty on the court, 
Typically, forehand in the middle is best, but again, we're going to prioritize the return. So if one of you really struggles, you know, if the righty really struggles returning from the ad side, then maybe you go backhands in the middle. Or if the lefty really struggles with the deuce side, maybe you go backhands in the middle. So um, if, if all things are equal, though, I do recommend forehands in the middle. And then what about if you're playing with someone at a similar level? So with this, you have to think about kind of the best combination uh, in terms of once the rally gets going. So obviously talk to your partner about the return. If one of you really you know, prefers returning from a particular side, then go with that. But if both of you are you know, saying, uh, I'm okay on the deuce side or ad side, it doesn't really matter to me, then think about what your best combination is going to be once you get the point started. So is one of you more of a singles player and maybe you're better from the baseline? If that's the case, then maybe you think about, okay, since I'm going to be at the net, am I better at poaching from the deuce or the ad side? Uh, If I'm better at poaching from the deuce side, maybe I play from the deuce side and then my partner plays uh, from the ad and we might play two back when I'm returning from the deuce side and I'll return and volley to get to the net. Um, You might also want to consider which side they prefer rallying from as well. So if your partner has a really good inside out forehand, they might want to return from the ad side. That's my preferred shot. A lot of players love their cross court forehand. In that case, you might return uh, from the deuce side. You have to kind of weigh each of these things against each other to figure out your best combination. And then from there, you can decide, okay, we're going to play with you on the deuce, me on the ad. When you're returning, we're going to play two back. You'll return in volley, and we're going to get in our best possible position uh, to put us in a winning spot. So um, hopefully that helps you think about a little bit more how to kind of dispel some of these myths and uh, choose the best return side with your partner. Um, this is definitely something worth a you know at least a 60-second discussion before the match. I, I would not... Uh, would not overlook this the importance of this topic. It's super, super important because you're able to get into the position that you want to, um, and and vice versa. You can also uh, force the opponents into um, playing to your strengths. So this is a, a really important topic that I definitely don't want you to overlook. Uh, so that's why I wanted to record this episode. So if there's anything I missed or you have any questions, reach out to me with those. Um, will at thetennistribe.com. And I will uh, hopefully see some of you in New York. I'll have more information on uh, the new product coming out in a couple of weeks. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.